What is going on, creatives? I'm so happy, so blessed to be back here today. I'm glad to be here because I know that all of the great minds in the indie comic book community, we all converge here all at one place at one time to talk about the things that matter to us the most. Our creations. A little update on me. I'm still working on my newest project. Still don't have a name for it, but I've been really, 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 really working hard on the plot for that thing. And that's coming along great. I, I reached the second chapter for that. Me and Clay McKenzie are still working on Riff. We're at the second chapter for that. We're really just diving through and understanding the science of this book writing, creating thing. It's a it's a rabbit hole, guys. It's a rabbit hole. And we're going down it and we're trying to make the best possible books and series that we could possibly make. But aside from that, we have a topic to talk about today. And today we're going to talk about something that's pretty taboo in the comics and art industry. Uh, And that's called AI. Yes, artificial intelligence. Um, I want to dive deep into that topic today. I really hope that you can forgive me. My voice might sound a little scratchy today. I'm dealing with a little cold here. But outside of that, man, I'm still going to show up for you guys because this is what's important to me. So, um. So I'm going to say this as a disclaimer right now. I am no computer programmer. I'm no computer genius. I don't know how the algorithms and these things work with these learning algorithms and stuff like that. I've heard many people talk about it. I haven't heard many of the people who actually made the programs and systems and algorithms talk about it. So um, the idea I had is based on what everybody else says. And I don't know exactly if that's true. I haven't heard it from the mouths of the people who created these things yet. And I'm coming at this from a personal perspective and how I view AI when it comes to the comics and things that I create. So right here, right now, if you were to throw a prompt into chat GPT without any proofreading or any edits, you can come back with something that looks that, you know, it works for a degree. Right. But it typically lacks polish. And given my, my new series that I'm working on and things like that, I realized that the amount of polish that goes into a finished work is tremendous. Um, I, I've been spending months on this new book so far. Um, I think it's about two months now and I'm only on the second chapter. I'm really trying to work through it. Um, so polishing and tweaking the work to get it to be as perfect as you possibly can is a very, very, very big undertaking. So at this stage with AI, that is not something that these programs can do. Um, yeah, I do believe that you can go back and tweak your, your prompt, but it's not really you. It's like the program is a middleman instead of you writing it. Let's say if I just want to change one sentence, you can't really change one sentence with redoing your prompt from my understanding. Whereas if you're sitting there, you're meticulously working on your work, you can just go back and change the sentence really quickly and easily. So I say that to say that the little nuances that come with creating and writing, the program itself can't do that. You still will have to go back in there and touch those things up yourself. But the big question when it comes to things like chat GPT and their limitations is that this is something they cannot do right now. But what happens when it gets to a point where it can? What happens when it gets to a point where you could put in a prompt and get a superbly polished work in under 10 seconds? Is that the end of writers right there? Will we all be like wiped off the scene? I don't really know, man. But here's the reasons why I don't think that's very likely. Number one, we have ever-changing slang and nuances to speech. So I might use a word in a way and it means something to a group that I am associating with. And if I say it to somebody that's not associated with that group, they will not know what I am talking about. Even though it's still the same English language, it just 
it doesn't translate because you're not a part of that group. Like, for instance, like us New Yorkers, uh, we call being cold. We say it's brick. So if I say, hey, it's brick outside right now. If you're from New York, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you're not from there, you'll probably say, what does that mean, brick? I don't understand that. So there are such nuances to speech that you can't always get that within AI. A lot of times I pull from my life when it comes to the dialogue in my work. So what that means is when I write my grandma speaking, I'm actually writing things from my own grandmother, how she would say them. The AI model does not have access to that information whatsoever. It just doesn't have access to that bank. When I describe the smell of hair after a hot comb has run through it, I'm describing it from my own firsthand experience. So the AI model does not have access to that. So what I feel like it smells like, somebody else might feel like it smells like something different. And that's the nuances that the AI and these machine learning and these quick algorithmic processes can't access. I'm not emulating a big name celebrity that the algorithm can go and go and find on the Internet and find all their work because there's so much of it out there. I'm, I'm not emulating any of them. I'm emulating me, Thomas, a really small guy who just makes books and things of that nature. And that's not available on the web anywhere. When I'm talking about my grandma or my aunt or what I witnessed at the summer block party on Casiasco Street as a kid, all that stuff is within my psyche and within my own experiences. This is just something AI cannot do because it hasn't lived my life. And some may argue, OK, it'll learn from your work when you put it out there. If that's true, you know, if it can somehow access my files or things that I published as a small indie publisher, at the end of the day, it will always, it will always be an imitation of what I've done. Because simply put, no one can be me better than me. No one can have my experiences better than I can. And no one can explain them better than I can either. Another reason why I don't feel like it's likely that we're going to get wiped out as creators by AI is that... For every yang, there's a yang. And what I mean by that is for every hero, there's a villain. Batman has Joker, Sonic has Eggman, Goku has Frieza, and AI will have his villain as well if it doesn't exist already. Artists wonder if AI is going to wipe them out. The way I look at that is like, listen, if we were to take the Mona Lisa and replace it with a fake, there is someone out there that is specialized to figure this out. They know the ins, they know the outs of that piece. They know exactly what to look for to tell if it's real or to tell if it's fake. Now, we live in a capitalist country over here in the U.S., so I'm positive that some very smart men won't pass up the next billion dollar idea for a piece of AI software that can detect if something digital or print is real or if it's plagiarized. We've accomplished great things in technology, so I don't see this being out of the spectrum of possibilities for us. So you can chill, you can relax, don't let it deter you from your own creativity, don't let it make you scared, don't let it make you anxious to put your stuff out there. And if you need some help with just being calm and being focused, I suggest a drink called Magic Mind. It's something that I mess with, it's something that's good for my stomach because I have a sensitive stomach, but at the end of the day, it really helps me relax, it helps me focus on whatever I'm working on. And the guys over at Magic Mind hooked us up because if you use the link in the show description right now and my code Tails by T20, you'll get up to 70% off for the month of January. So we only got a couple of days left, but um, you can get 70% off a great product that helps you with your focus, helps you with your creativity, helps you stay in the zone. And I want to let you know that that is there. But I want to talk about how AI cannot take away from me what I didn't have in the first place. If I'm an artist, a writer, and I don't get many jobs, although I try really hard, AI isn't taking anything away from me. 
because I didn't have it in the first place. Does it does AI exist and lower my chances? No. If everyone has different needs for different things, there's no way that AI can take away my chances as a creative. What I'm saying is that if somebody has the need for something, hey, I don't have a budget, I don't have any money, they're not for me, right? If they say, I don't have a budget, I don't have any money, I just need something to write this stuff out in a way that has good grammar, better than my grammar, I don't have the writing skills, um, I'm gonna use ChatGPT to do this. That's your need, that's your situation, and that works for you. But guess what? There are still people out there who have a need for writing that is meticulously crafted with skill and has a personal touch. And if your skills fit the bills for that person, then you will be their go-to. There are still people out there who have the need for artwork that has time and has the artist feel to it. So if you fit the bill for that person, you will be their go-to. AI can't wipe you out. You can wipe yourself out with negative thinking and feeling that it's going to take you out of the game. But that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. And if you like the podcast and you like what I talk about here, if you find the conversations interesting, consider doing all the podcast stuff that make podcasts great, like sharing and leaving a review. I would definitely appreciate it. But until next time, you guys stay creative and have a good week. Peace.